Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another AFC versus NFC podcast with Kyle and Nick. How's it going? Damn near man? July, my man. It's damn near July. Yes, we sir. missed a whole what? month. One more day. One more you day. Know, you know what tomorrow is? Rent. Rent is due tomorrow. Actually, it is for me. Absolutely. Yeah. First, first, payment, first payment in my new apartment. We took a couple weeks off. I just moved to Kansas City. I was getting set up. It was super duper busy. Everything was just me and my girlfriend. You know, and she's a lot of help. But if it was me and Kyle, I think we would have moved in a little bit, a little been, bit quicker. I hope she can't been, hear me. Would have been that. two hours. We would have finished it in two hours. Shoot, maybe. Yeah, pretty lucky how the stairs were. We only got one flight to go up. But yeah, we're back. We're back. Uh, ready to ready to ready to roll. I'm 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 really wanting to do something like get my mind off of moving. School starting next week for me. So like. Yeah, this this is gonna be good for me. Here we go. It's a little in between. Nothing to do but talk football. It's what we do best. It's what we love to do. So without any further yep. ado, let's get into some news. Scary Terry out of Washington. He signed a seventy-one million dollar deal for five years. That's a lot of money for a yep. guy who Commander fans may hate me, but isn't top dog in the league. But he's well, this paid this like this him. is what this is what I think. He he he's the sixth. Highest paid receiver right now. Uh-huh. I don't think he's the sixth best receiver right now. But if you're Washington, you have to give him that money because that's where the market is. That's that's how I'm thinking because he is their best option by a mile. He is. He is. I mean, I, I can't. I can't imagine they probably would have given him less, and he stuck around. I mean, we got to understand what this is. This is the Washington Commanders. It's an organization that. Is known to kind of you know take in players and and spit them out and unless you were there when Shanahan was there and 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 all that happened like you're not you're not really finding success anywhere so they're trying to win they're trying to win now you know they're bringing in names and they're and they're resigning their the uh the guys they currently have so seventy one yeah. mil is a lot but you know you gotta do what you gotta do to keep them exactly and and you know if you if you kept him waiting on his current contract or I don't know what round he was drafted in or anything like that, you know, and you let him walk as a free agent, you always want to build around guys that you drafted. So punch in the gut for a franchise. That's the last couple of years with Snyder and just sucking on the field is like, I mean, you got to, you got to cling on to what's good. So for them, like I, I completely get it. I think Terry McLaurin is like one of my favorite, receivers in the league one of my favorite for fantasy receiver like for receiver yeah so like you know you're washington he's a playmaker you gotta you gotta sign him up yeah yeah no brainer still a lot of money but a no brainer for washington oh yeah have you uh heard any rejoicing about it uh no i've been kind of kept in my cove here at work uh haven't, haven't really been able to talk to any any fellow commander fans about all this but I can imagine, you know, they, they're pretty excited. You know, they're glad that he's sticking around. Five years is a long time in the NFL. So find yourself a home is is, is always nice. You probably <laughs> out here we have a lot of Paisano commercials out when you know when Pierre Garcon was out here. Kirk Cousins was out here. He was doing uh, a plumber's commercial. I think he's doing Stanley Steamers now Kirk, in Minnesota. Kirk Cousin, Kirk Cousin, <laughs> he has a pizza ranch commercial now. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean I can imagine that uh, we're gonna have some scary Terry on on some uh, adverts out here. Definitely, and I would love to draft him in the second or third round this year. So, yeah, you know, we'll see how that goes. So I guess uh, in other news, not exactly football related, Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, 
they're boxing. This the, you texted me this. I was so confused. I didn't see what happened. I was like, "What? What happened? With, did, did they get? Did they get both get signed to the same team or something?" But like, dude, this is this this is gonna be interesting. I I never really thought Le'Veon Bell was all that old. I know AP's up there, you know, but uh, he's a little older than I thought. And so you know, these are two guys who you know don't get a whole lot of playing time anymore in the league and need something to do to you know spark shoot. some adrenaline. They don't they don't well, have any beef. From what I understand, there's zero beef between the that pay per view money though. Yeah, it seems like celebrity fights just rake it in. And like, dude, I was thinking the whole time I was like, yo, Adrian Peterson is going to work this dude. Like he is so much bigger. And I seen this dude running in Central Park, Adrian Peterson with his bald head. And I was like, <laughs> bro, this is a big dude. But then again, I was thinking like if if Le'Veon boxes, how he plays, you know, how patient he is kind of set is back, set true. there. And he's a little bit quicker. So I'm like, this might actually be. In a really like intriguing fight. How tall is Le'Veon Bell? Oh man, I don't know. Oh, he's bro. I mean he's gotta be about six. Let me see. Let me see. Because like you know, maybe he's got a a long reach. Because he's definitely like quick. I don't know. He might be quicker than six one. He's six one. Right. I'll say he's he's quicker than AP now. You know, maybe not in AP's prom, but they're both six one. Okay, yeah, even evenly matched reach. No, I think, I think if I were to put any money, I think AP. But like, yeah. it, it was just weird. Like it's boxing, you know. I'd figure like WWE or something, you know, just because like you <laughs> like can still wrong. get that money. People still that would be then I would pick AP. AP would probably put him in the in the walls of Jericho, or something <laughs> like that. Which you know, speaking of, I heard from uh from Jamarvin one time in middle school. He set you up, put you on the walls of Jericho. You have any uh any recollection of that? Um you know, I I don't think I do. Really? Well, that's well, hold on, hold on. Was this in a public setting or was this at his house? I think it was at your house. I think is what he said. Oh what? I think he put he put you on the walls of Jericho in your house. I don't believe that. Not in my house. Not for one. You gotta second. you gotta you gotta contact him. I'm gonna have you to gotta contact him. him. Mr. Harvey, you're gonna have to talk to me. <laughs> yes, sir. What, what is this? This is coming out of the left field. I didn't expect this. <laughs> no, this is, me and me and Jam were talking about it. He told me about it in I seen him in New York a couple last summer and he was telling me about it. I'd never heard about it. I was like, bro. Oh, he man. said your dad was like super mad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Oh, damn boy, that's all it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dumb, That's dumb funny. seventh graders, sixth graders, whenever it was. I got so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to talk to him. Yeah. But I suppose you know. Back to NFL. Here's another thing. I remember the last time we said Frank Gore, Larry Fitzgerald, two Hall of Famers, mm -hmm. retired Gronk. Gronk retired. He's another Hall of Famer. I mean, this what what class would that be? Twenty seven. It's filling up. Now. Yeah, it's filling up. Gronk is definitely going to be there if he doesn't come back again, of course. Right, right. But as of now, um, where would you put him all time? Tight ends. Tight ends all time. Top, top four for sure. Top four. Uh, top four for sure. Um, obviously, you got Tony Gonzalez in that in that group. Um, definitely. He, I think, is what propelled tight ends. Well, no, actually, there's a tight end before. Uh, 
Um, Tony Gonzalez, that 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 did it all. What you talking about there, Ray? Talking about that, um, Uncle Shay, that, Uncle Shea. that Shane Sharks. Yeah, yeah. Him, he 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 did it well in Denver. He did it well in Baltimore. Um, did yeah. well. Shannon Sharp. Scoop, scoop. <laughs> yeah no i i i would say top four i, I definitely put gonzalez and sharp and shannon sharp is hard because like i feel like if he played today in the past happy league uh i mean he would put travis kelsey numbers up all yeah. day i just uh let's see here mike Ditka. Mm. i'm not gonna say he's a, <laughs> he's a notable head coach but he just so happened to play uh, I think end. he's more met, more known for a head coach, right? Because he was, he was their coach when they won the Super Bowl, their right. only Super Bowl. Is uh, who else is in the Hall of Fame? Um, let me think here. Kellen Winslow, Kellen senior. Winslow. Yep. Uh, Antonio Gates. Yo, whatever it is, AFC West is tied in like heavy division. Like Shannon Sharp, Gonzalez, Kelsey, Gates, Winslow. Darren Waller right now, like yeah, yeah, something about the AFC West and tight ends just works. Some of them big boys out there, and that's crazy. The, the tight end position is so diverse now. You have tight oh, ends yeah. that, that look like receivers, just bulked up receivers. Tight ends used to just block, man. Kyle Pitts to, to hold it down, and now they are so dynamic. Um, oh yeah, it's scary. Uh, well, it's it's almost like because it is so pass heavy, like you don't have to block, so these guys are slimmer. But right. they're like a little too big to be a receiver. Right. So it's like, shoot, well, this is a mismatch on any linebacker, you know? Yeah, it's it's like uh it's not the same where you could, you know, rotate your tight end into the fullback position. You know, these guys, these guys are kind of made to to go out and make plays in the open field, which is a little different mm-hmm. than hitting it in the trenches. So uh, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that. That's exactly what uh Pat Shermer used to do to our tight ends last two years. So yeah. and uh look at how the Broncos offense turned out. So good work, Pat. <laughs> All right. So what? 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 Uh, tell them what we got today. So today we are gonna go over our MVPs, Defensive Player of the Years, Coaches of the Years, uh, Rookies of the Year, and Offensive Players of the Year for both the AFC and the NFC, respectively. Um, this is gonna be a good one. I think. Uh, I think mine might be a little bit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Biased. <laughs> maybe expected i definitely um, yeah I, I might have a little bit of a bias here but i also think it's realistic i absolutely think it's realistic i think if these right. players can perform at the level that we know they are capable of uh they can be candidates for these for these slots and all these categories come at the end of the year so um do we want to start off with the defensive side yeah we'll, we'll go defense let's do it so, for the NFC, this was a kind of a a, a head scratcher for me. There's there's one that definitely seems to be a, a defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, unfortunately, he plays for the Cowgirls. Micah Parsons, uh, this dude is a beast. He did it all last year, and I guarantee you he's going to do it all this year. Uh, the only person I could see kind of rivaling him, not the only person, Aaron Donald. You know, he could ball, probably ball out for L.A., uh, make a couple statement plays, a couple statement games, uh, take them on a deep run in the playoffs again. That's cool. But Aaron I think Donald could win it any year, really. Nick Bosa is the one I went with, though. No, that's good. 
That's a good one. When it comes to the uh, to the defensive side of the ball, I don't know if there are many. Uh, there there are very. There's a lot of talented uh, secondary players out there. There's a lot of talented safeties, DBs, um, linebackers. Not too many stand out all too much. Um, one linebacker, I feel like, can't put the team on his back anymore, um, and that's just that's just the nature of the game. Uh, and because we we spoke about this, because the league is so pass heavy, it kind of comes down to the defensive line a lot of the times. How much pressure can they put on that quarterback? How many yes. hurry passes? How many sacks? How many knockdowns? What can you do to get to that ball to disrupt the massive air game that this league has been showing for the last few years? So when you're picking your defensive player of the year, uh, you got ball hawks like Micah Pearson's. Then that's and that's exact or Micah Parsons, which is exactly why I feel like he 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 would be a, a surefire candidate. But if you're going back to bread and butter, Nick Bosa, D end, he's quick, he's big, mm-hmm. he can move his hands. I like Nick Bosa out of San Francisco. It's tough. I I'm 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 gonna stick with the two. I can't really decide. No, that's good. It's usually you know if you get if you get the most sacks or the most interceptions. I mean you're. I mean, you you got a really good shot at winning that, you know, especially since you're just talking about the NFC. You know, Michael Parsons is a guy who gets sacks and interceptions. So, you know, you always got to mention him. Mm-hmm. But who knows? That Dallas defense, I feel like they're not going to get as many takeaways this year. I mean, it would be crazy if they did, but they were – I mean, they were ball hawks last year. So, yeah, yeah. And then and then Bosa plays on a, on a pretty stout defense – you know, if he can show out, win a couple games, strip sacks, get up 16, 17 plus sacks, then you're then you're really talking like yeah. TJ Watt last year. TJ Watt played hard. Mm-hmm. I got I got one. You know, it's funny you mentioned linebackers aren't always, you know, top tier game changing guys, but I actually do got one. The Colts, Darius Leonard. I think he's the best linebacker in the league, hands down. This was this one was pretty easy for me. You know, I was going back. You know, TJ Watt, could he do it again? Maybe, probably not. 22, two, 22 and a half sacks. That's that's, that's going to be really hard. Tied the record ass. last year. Um, yeah. Like, I just, I think, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be on the field every down. He's a guy that gets sacks, gets picks. I mean, I really think he is a, a better Michael Parsons. Used slightly different, um, but they both produce the same. Mm-hmm. I'd, Darius Leonard, he's an animal. I think he's going to contribute to the Colts winning that division, and that's why I got him for AFC Defensive Player of the Year. Mm. That's, respectable. What, that's respectable. I think we're doing. Anything, uh, say what? I think if anything's going to run that AFC South, uh, it's got to be at the defenses of both either Houston, Houston, wow, Indianapolis, <laughs> or Tennessee. <laughs> well, you, and, and when you're coming down to it, you're right. You're drinking uh, the night, you're talking about oh, Houston. We've been drinking nothing but Hogwood, unfortunately. <laughs> it's empty. Look at that. So, uh, I like that pick. I like that pick. That's going to be mm-hmm. a good defense. I think it's going to be a, a good Colts team. Um, so I like that pick. Yep. And then in a in a division with uh, Henry, right? If, if the Colts stop him to. I mean, even under 100 yards, you know, that'll look good for him. So then what, defensive rookie of the year for AFC? I'll go um, kind of short. One of the steals in the draft, uh, Kyle Hamilton, safety Baltimore. You know, Baltimore's got uh, a really good secondary. They got Humphrey. They signed Lattimore from the Saints, I believe. Um, they signed someone from the Saints. I think it was Lattimore. And uh, 
you know, safeties, a lot of the times it's easier for a safety to come into the league than a corner because you just got to be instinctual. And that's exactly what he is. And he's huge. Uh, they got him at 14, which was a steal. Everybody had him at, you know, the number one best player overall, you know, doesn't exactly fit all the time for the number one pick. But yeah, I got Kyle Hamilton safety from Baltimore. Kyle Hamilton safety. For me, I, I'm I'm going uh I'm going to the Empire State. I like I like Thibodeau. He's that he's that DN coming out of Oregon for the Giants. Yep. He's gonna have a big year. I think I think if the Giants, if my prediction's correct, if they want to win this division, it's gonna come at the hands of the defense. Obviously, the offense has to produce. I think Daniel Jones might take a couple of leaps and bounds. Uh maybe Saquon can stay healthy, but if it relies on that defense, uh I'm looking at Thibodeau. I think I made a very strong comment last time, or at least it was a thought and I never said it. Thibodeau has to be Michael Strahan 2.0. He has to be. This is what the Giants need to be successful. Um, mm -hmm. He's going to blow up the league, I think. I think, actually, you know what? I might have said he was like, he reminded me of Jadavion Clowney, uh, which is a very, very uh, poor comparison. I think you did, because I he, said he was, he was a little like Vaughn, because he was quick. Yeah. No, he's uh, yeah, you did say that. Yep, Thibodeau, I think, is what's gonna be uh, the craze in the NFC on the NFC side of of defensive rookies. Um, again, it's it's at a position where we know that in the league that's so pass heavy, you know, your eyes are gonna be on your DNs, and so I, I like him as the, as the defensive rookie yep. of the year. And and I I have him for overall. You know, if I were to just do the whole league, it oh. would definitely be him. You know, and then he pay he plays the yeah. uh, Cowboys twice. They're really pass heavy, you know. And everybody watches Cowboys games for some reason. I don't really like to, but they're always on TV. So you know, you get a couple sacks there. There's your national, you know, attention. So I suppose I'll go then to offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Tennessee. I say this because who else is the the Titans? options right now they have um robert woods he came over from the rams but he's still kind of injured you know right. he's not going to be 100 percent. Traylon burks is going to be their number one target i think um and i think wide receivers as those offensive type players after a season like jamar chase had justin jefferson had you know i think he could do he could be another one of those wide receivers over in tennessee right. you know he'll he'll get a lot of one-on-ones because every they stack the box against Derrick Henry, so yeah. yeah, that's that's why I got I got Traylon Burks, and then you know Philadelphia has traded for uh, oh geez, what was what was their receiver's name? I can't remember. You know who I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. And then yeah. Julio Jones is not on the team anymore, so their top two receivers from last year they're gone. It's a big opportunity. I like that. I think for uh, the NFC Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, I'm going to have to go with some receivers here. Um, I'm going to pick two, actually. I'm going to go two again here. I like Drake London. He's going to be playing for Atlanta this year. Uh, we kind of know what his track record is, as well as Chris Olave, or Olave, or however you pronounce it. Olave, uh, I think. Olave. Yeah. From Ohio State. He's going to be playing for the Saints, man. Like, these are going to be guys who, who come from big schools, and people are going to expect a lot from them. And I think on these respective teams that they're on, they're going to have the opportunity to perform because, I mean, Calvin Ridley, he can't really play right now for Atlanta. 
Um, they're going to have to turn to somebody. Uh, the running back could be a receiver if you wanted him to. Um, Cordell Patterson. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I think a lot. I think it, uh, Drake London's going to have a lot of targets. Uh, let, let's see what he does. Um, I, I'm really excited. I, I liked what I saw uh, at USC with him. And same, same, same with Chris Olave. Um, Jameis Winston's your quarterback. If it's not Jameis, if it's not Andy Dalton, uh, Mr. All-America, Taysom Hill, you know, it could be anybody. Throw this guy up the ball. He can make catches. He can make plays. Um, and in a division, if they play very well this year, and in a division as tough as the NFC South right now for, for everybody outside of Tampa Bay, he's going to be a good front runner, I think, for offensive rookie. No, I like I like I like your Olave pick too because think about it. Jarvis Landry can't stay healthy. No. And Mike Thomas, he's been can't play Mike for the last two years. Can't find him, you know. So I I do like Olave. I think he could be the number one receiver circumstantially. You know, if if Mike Ev or if Mike Thomas, I think I said Evans, but if Mike Thomas plays the whole year, that might hurt him a little bit, but I don't think he will. So, <laughs> so then, who who we got? We got offensive player of the year, coach of the year, and MVP left. Left. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Who who do you have for your NFC offensive player? Offensive player of the year, I think, uh, is going to fall into the hands of a receiver and yes. none more dominant than Jay Jettas. Yes, sir. JJ, Justin Jefferson, number eighteen, Skull Baby. He's going to have so many receptions. I don't think you understand. Bro, I, I know I know those comments he made the other day, like, is we're not a run-first team anymore or whatever he said. Yeah. Bro. He's got he's got Kirk Cousins delivering him the ball. He, he's, he's the complete package. He could play slot. He could even go out wide. He's not the biggest body, but he's quick. He's aggressive. Dude, he is – he doesn't drop a ball. So – him and Kirk getting on the same page, you know, make things happen again. Minnesota's going to have a great year this year. And for some reason, not too many people, like, understand that. And I want to get it through your thick skulls that it's got. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> you you guaranteeing a Super Bowl? Let's calm down. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. No, no, I, I love that one. I love that one. I love how, like, we both have, like, an inclination towards receivers you know think about it like usually it's like a running back or a quarterback oh Mm -hmm. i guess specify i did not choose a quarterback for offensive player of the year because my mvp was a quarterback and i just feel like it's too easy to do that so i was like Mm -hmm. staying away from quarterbacks but you know usually it's like a running back you know putting up these kind of numbers so i really like how we're both you know i got burks your offensive rookie of the year was a receiver and then jet is who really i mean he could be you know, for me, I was like, I kind of wanted to say Jerry Judy because I think he's going to be a breakout dude. Mm. You know, maybe Jamar Chase. Those are two guys that immediately came up on my head, but they're beat out. I think Jonathan Taylor from the Colts because, I mean, he's an elite runner. He's an elite running back and he's an elite pass catcher. Mm. But another guy I thought <laughs> of out of left field, not sure if, you know, a lot of people are thinking of him as like an offensive player of the year type guy. But in a run-heavy offense, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. He was injured all last year. The Ravens, you know they're going to run the rock. Lamar can't run it every play. Um, you know, he might get a lot of end zone touches. Uh, 
any kind of check down passes from Lamar, he's going to be right there. J.K. Dobbins is an elite runner. Uh, I think he can put up. I think he's going to put up huge numbers this year. Yeah. For your uh, for your MVP, so you okay? I see what you're doing there. So for me, when it comes to the NFC MVP, man, it was kind of tough. You know, I think it's easy to go towards wide receivers. Or, I'm sorry, quarterbacks. Um, but like you said, we have been hanging around the wide receivers for a little bit. I think you mentioned some good traits of Jonathan Taylor in terms of running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield or even out in the open field. Um, he's a strong candidate for, for NFL MVP. I, I would say that as well. But I also think Dalvin Cook is too. I think Dalvin Cook, completely healthy. He changed his number. He's back to four from college. Oh, he did? Florida State days. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of fly. So I, I think he's feeling himself right now. He's cooking something up in the kitchen, man. And I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. I'm not saying he's going to be a 2,000-yard rusher. I think he'll be a good fifteen to 1,600-yard rusher on top of what Justin Jefferson's going to be getting from Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen's going to have some fun in the mix, too. This Vikings offense, I think, is going to be uh, a replica of the 98 offense, a replica of uh, the Broncos offense from uh, from the Peyton Manning era. I think we're going to be explosive. Um, I'm not guaranteeing a Super Bowl, but I think I'm going to guarantee Dalvin Cook is an NFC MVP. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to you know pick him over over players like Debo Samuel, um, who, who can do it all as well, but. I think when it comes to, to to what the game is, he can run that ball into trenches. He can go wide. He's got the speed to do that. But also, when it comes to a passing league, he's right there in the mix, too. And I'm just happy that Jonathan Taylor is not on the NFC. Yeah, no, I think... See, I think the, the reason why I could agree with this is because you know he's going to get 80% of the handoffs and then how many checkdowns is Kirk going to throw to him? Like running backs always aid from checkdowns. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he's always a, a top five fantasy guy, which means he gets he gets numbers, he makes plays, you know. And if the Vikings are rolling and they're winning, you know, what if he goes on like a streak of like eight or nine straight 100-yard rushing games, 50-yard receiving games, a, a yep. touchdown? In, like, I mean, those aren't crazy numbers game to game. If you put them together like that, you know, and I think the Vikings offense could do that. You know, I think thinking about it too, you know, maybe it is a little homered for you being a, a Vikings fan, but when you think of like a receiver running back combo one, one, like are the Vikings up the number one? I just, um, you see Kirk. Not, not no, so. like excluding QB. I'm saying just number one running back, number one receiver. Like, no, no. No. Who, I, who who am I forgetting? Cause like the the way I'm the way I'm thinking of it is like I would take Dalvin Cook any day of the week, you know. I would be happy with him. I wouldn't take him over like uh Jonathan Taylor, may probably not Derrick Henry, but like you would not be upset with Dalvin Cook, you know. And right. Justin Jefferson could be the number one receiver in the league. I think I think y'all got two of the best at their positions. Yeah, so much no, so like I, if you're I, talking I a duo, they yeah, might be if top. If yeah, if we're talking wide receiver, uh, just offensive duos, whether it's QB wide receiver, wide receiver mm-hmm. running back, whatever. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, yeah. 
I'd say top five QB, uh, top ten QB. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think. See by the numbers, but like, I don't know. Oh shoot! All right, so I guess, I guess, let me, let me give you my MVP. Pretty obvious. Russ, Russell Wilson, right? And it's because yeah. you know he's gonna, he's gonna score. He's gonna put up numbers. New, new face. NFL loves, you know, the storylines. And when you had a team that was seven and ten, not terrible, but you know, if you get them to 12 wins you're telling me you're worth five wins that is a lot in the nfl right so i got russ i got i I, and i'm telling you right now i would put money on russ as the nfl mvp today if i wasn't broke Hmm. well get some money because i think you'd win some i like i I have a shot who's who's your coach is it you got another another uh viking yeah, I mean, when you got a an MVP running back and an offensive player of the year, you know, receiver, I think you got to look at your head coach Kevin O'Connell. And look be at like, the hmm. captain of the ship, hmm. and we ain't talking Captain Kirk. No, <laughs> unfortunately not. This guy, <laughs> this guy Kevin. I'll tell you what, we're gonna be in a first name basis real quick. He's gonna figure out who I am. Kev, Kev, Casey, no Chiefs. Kevin O'Connell. He's uh. He's going to be a guy that I'm really excited to have. I haven't had a coach here in Minnesota that I've been super excited about. Because think about it. We had we had Zim for quite some time. Before that, we had yeah. Leslie Frazier. Not a bad coach. I just don't think – I think he he took the head coach job a little too early in his career. He's he's very mm-hmm. solid as a defensive coach. Absolutely. Uh, before that, Brad Childress. He's a um, dude who always lo- – no, 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 no. No, never mind. The dude always looked like he had a – he was his nose is cold, or is that the last coach Zimmer? I think that Zimmer. was Zimmer. that was Zimmer. Zimmer had yeah. that clog nose, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, Childress oh, was the with the bald coach with the beard and the and the glasses. I don't remember. See, there were like Favre. He, he was there for Favre. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. No, I don't remember that. And then before that, Mike Tice, and then before that, we had Danny Green, Den, uh, Dennis Green. You know, R.I.P. Oh yeah. But you know, it's right. we, we don't go through coaches often, which is probably a good thing. But uh, this is this is one to 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 rise, uh, you know, raise some uh, excitement in, in skull culture. So uh, I'm excited to have this guy, offensive minded, which is something that we need. We've been focused on the defense for so long. I think everybody understands that uh, Minnesota will always have a solid defense, um, even on an off year. They'll they'll they'll, they'll either be Top 15 in the run or top 15 uh, against the pass, except for last year. But uh, we won't talk about that. No, um, we don't. We No. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all addressed it. We addressed it. No. No, I, I'm going to I'm gonna marry you because, A, it's a homer pick. B, it's a rookie head coach. And C, like, we needed an offensive-minded guy, Nathaniel Hackett, for Denver. Uh-huh. I just think, too, you know, hand-in-hand, hand, almost the same reasons why – I think Russ has a good shot at MVP because he's going to take the team immediate success. Um, you know, kind of like LaFleur and Green Bay. Like, I don't I don't see the floor being less than, like, 10 wins. I really don't. And then offensive guy, it's an offensive league. If you put up points, um, his system, he's been everywhere. Think about it. This is a guy that brought Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship game. Right, right. So, I, I think – I think I'm a mirror you there. Like Denver needed this guy. We've had 
two straight defensive coaches has been, oh my god, bottom of the barrel yeah. since then. It's a breath of fresh air. You know, maybe I'm thinking a little bit too much in in my uh, in my city, but man, I I love him for coach of the year, Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not trying to diminish, you know, what kind of coaches Matt LaFleur is, uh, uh, Mike, you know, not Mike Shanahan, but uh, Kyle Shanahan is, you know, these are good coaches. Uh, I just I just think they'll always kind of be a candidate, you know, uh, Sean McVay, they'll always be a candidate for coach of the year because of how consistent they are. But for one off season, one season like this, where you get a rookie guy in there uh, trying to prove what he's got with the squad that he's got, I think on an off year, yeah, Kevin O'Connell, absolutely. He'll take that. Yeah, and then, you know, it's like one of those things, like Belichick doesn't win it every year. You know, he didn't win it every year. Mm -hmm. It's like the same thing. Like, the NFL don't want that. They don't want right. one one coach dominating year in, year out. I agree. So, I guess, you know, we're talking about offenses here, new offensive coach. We're talking about players, a lot of receivers, one quarterback, surprisingly. But I'm going to dive in to AFC offense rankings, top 10. And then uh, you give me your NFC. That sound good? Sure. All right. I'll, I'll go I'll go 10 down. Make it a little interesting. So number 10, get, get this. The, the, the Jaguars, yeah. Mm. Because I do think Doug Peterson is going to come in. He's going to be an improvement. Trevor Lawrence is going to improve. Um, ETN is coming back from injury. They got Kirk. LaVisca Chanel should be solid. Like the Jags, and it's 10th in the AFC, you know, so it's out of 16. Right. So it's not even top half. But um, then I got the Dolphins, who has a scary fast team overall running backs, uh, McKinnon, receiver Hill, Waddle, you know what I mean? Right. Eight, I got the Colts. And, you know, you would think I'd have them higher because I'm so high on Jonathan Taylor. I do think they're going to be better with uh Matt Ryan but their receivers I mean they might have the worst receiver lead team like room in the league um and then I got the Ravens you know they're also up there for maybe the worst receiving team in the league if it wasn't for Mark Andrews you know Justin Bateman for them's got to take a big step but it's not as bad for them because they run the rock and right. I, I saw a stat today like since 2018 they have the most rushing yards by like 2,000, something crazy like that. And then six, I got the Raiders. Um, I'm not going to give them their flowers too much, but when you're talking receiver one, receiver two, and tight end, Adams, uh, who's Renfro and uh, Waller, those, that's, I mean, that's elite, you know, and then. I'll let you go ten to six, just so just so I'm not talking too much. Right, you're, yeah. you're good. So uh, it's kind of hard to so to kind of decide ten um, top. I mean, you're, you're thinking, you know, you got 32 teams, you got 16 16 teams on on both sides respectively. Um, I kind of went against the grain a little bit when it came to to my power rankings uh, from from the other show. Uh, my top five definitely kind of rearranged itself. Uh, but at the bottom end of the barrel, uh, I've got teams that were probably in that the first six out when we first, you know, was talking about this that are kind of in the mix. Uh, I got Philly at 10. Philly, I don't think we'll have the year that everybody 
expects them to have. I, I still think Jalen Hurts is going to have uh, just a mediocre year. Uh, but but the Eagles are are still a team that that has a, a decent defense. Um, and in a division where it's relatively weak outside of Dallas, um, you're going to see a lot of fighting and scratching again. Um, they're not going to win the division. That's why I have them at 10. Uh, but it's, it's going to be NFC East heavy here. I got Philly at 10. I got Washington at 9. Uh, the Giants, I'm sorry, the Cowboys sitting at, at 8, and the Giants sitting at 7. Um, I, and that's kind of how this uh, NFC East is going to unfold. The Giants sitting at 7 is going to be your number one, uh, your, your division winner there. It's going to be a fight and scratch with the Cowboys. Washington's going to be at your third slot, and then the Eagles last. So that's going to round off my top my top four right there. Uh, going to six, uh, I've got Arizona. This is where you kind of start getting into your elite teams. Uh, Arizona is going to take your number six. Green Bay sitting at five. Hmm. Green Bay's not going to fall off. You know, they're still in your top 10 offenses. And if you're looking at in the entirety of the NFL, if you're putting my list and your list together, Green Bay's not in the top five, the top 10 for sure. But when it comes to top five offenses, I guess I'll, I'll go through this side and then you can finish off your side. Uh, following them, I got Tampa Bay sitting at four. I got San Francisco sitting at three. Ooh. I got the Rams at two. And I got Skull Nation at one. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was like, who's number one then? Of course. No, that's, that's, I like that. I like that consistency from you. You know, you got MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. You got to go with them at one. Um, I will say, I, I honestly, I don't know if there's anybody on earth as high on the whole NFC East than, you know, than, than you are. Maybe it's because I'm drinking it out here. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's something in the air. You know, just those fans are always so crazy. But um, they have no fans, dude. I don't. When I was at that Eagles game, I was getting bullied. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, outside of Philly, jeez. <laughs> Whatever. I guess. Whatever. I guess. Yeah, I guess Washington. Their stadium always looks pretty empty. It's empty, and it's mainly full of opposing teams' jerseys and anything. Else. <laughs> yeah, but or I, Cowboys fans will go just to troll. Yeah, no, I just think like. I'll say I'll say the one team that you know might not be top ten that you had was uh, the Giants. You know Saquon, he I I hope he comes back you know for his sake because he's an exciting player, but like eh, I'm just not that high on Daniel Jones. I know you kind of talked me into like you know they could win, but you know not because their offense. I think their defense is better personally than their offense, and if they win, that's probably why. But no, I liked it. I like um. Tampa Tampa might be a little low for me, but no, overall that yeah, it's pretty agreeable. Yeah. Well, you see Tampa was at three and the Rams were at one. But you know, following today's show, you can't have uh an offensive rookie of the year. No. You can't have yeah. a coach of the year. You can't have any of that being number one or and not be number one if you're Minnesota. Yeah. So No, no, that's true. It has to follow suit. So then I will I will round it out. Um five for me. See, I went on an AFC West tear. Five for me is the Chiefs. I do think losing Hill is big, but they still have Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um four is the Chargers. Uh I mean Herbert Williams and uh Keenan Allen are kind of the same receiver, but they're both 
really good. Eckler's a weapon. Three, I got Denver. Um, I think Jerry Judy's about to pop. Like sure. Javante Williams is one of the best run, young running backs, uh, most broken tackles this year. Melvin Gordon is probably the best number two back in the league, um, arguably. So, yeah, so I got six Raiders, five Chiefs, four Chargers, three Broncos, all oh. the same division. Wow. But that's pretty agreeable. Two, I got the Bills. Um, I think what really helps their offense is uh, getting Cook, Cook's little brother. Yep. Who, James you know, Cook. I'm not going to try to talk about too much because I think I want to draft him in fantasy. Um, a little sleeper. And number one, uh, the Bengals, best offense in the AFC. I think they have the best three receiving um, threats in the league. And, you know, Joe Burrow's that dude, and Joe Mixon is super solid. You know, losing, losing uh, Uzama at tight end, that kind of hurts. But they, they got so many weapons, so many, so many playmakers. I, I, I can't remember. Did you mention Miami in your list? Nine. Nine. Okay. Okay. Because I just Tua is like, I'm. I I got to see Tua before I before I, you know, put them high. I really do think Tua is going to play a few games, but I think they're going to cap off their season with with uh with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Teddy two gloves. Yeah. Two gloves. That sucks for them, because they got all that <laughs> speed. Teddy don't throw deep. Trust me, I know. Well, I think when you have someone like Tyreek, he can kind of just literally lob it out there. Yeah, maybe. You I definitely think, think this is a lot. Last... Denver. Say what? You think he could have done that in Denver? Who, Teddy? Yeah. No. I mean, with with the playmakers you had, I mean, who would you put? Who's your fastest receiver? KJ Hamler, but he tore his ACL last year, week three. Early in the game against the Jets, you know why? On a bad pass from Teddy Bridgewater, and he went up to get it, landed funny on his knee, and towards uh, ACL. So, you know, we lost speed, and then Jerry Judy was also injured for half the season with a high ankle sprain. So, you know, that also hurts. You know, maybe my opinion of Teddy because two of his top four targets were out. But I, nah, I don't, I don't think he's it. Good backup, like. Probably the best backup in the league. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I mean this. Uh, this list, I think, is, is I want to say skewed all too much. I think it's a little, little bit harder. I think for me, it's easier to kind of, you know, create a top ten list when you're looking at the entirety of the NFL because there are some AFC teams that I think are are very deserving. Yeah. You know, the Vikings might be number one on my NFC list but they could be number two or number three in terms of all team performance, you know, uh, from other AFC teams. So, I don't yeah. know. No, I kind of – yeah, I was thinking about, like, NFL total offense too. Like, I think I might be sleeping on them because I don't even have them in a top ten. But, like, I had Arizona just because uh, Hopkins and Hollywood Brown, if, if they mesh together well. With Kyler, that'll be that'll be pretty dangerous, but yeah. I think I might move them in. So what uh, moving on to defense. Um so I got the Dolphins at 10 for the AFC because you know they, they still have playmakers, they're a solid bunch, but losing uh losing their coach who was a defensive guy, I think hurts. Uh then I got the Patriots. The only reason, you know, they got to the playoffs last year was um their defense and 
Mac Jones didn't really turn over the ball, turn the ball over. Eight, I got the Titans. And, you know, they that might be a little low for them because we saw what they did to the Bengals. Yeah. Um, seven is the Browns. Uh, you know, when you have a bad offense, which if Deshaun doesn't play and it looks like he's not going to play, that hurts a good defense because you are on the field way longer. Way longer. Six, I got the Ravens. Um, yeah, I mean, I already talked about their secondary. They got solid linebackers. Like, they're Calais Campbell coming back. You know, they're always solid on defense. Five, I got the Bengals. Uh, you know, they showed what they could do in the postseason. I think they're going to ride that wave. Four is the Colts. You know, they got Gilmore, um, my AFC defensive player of the year um, at linebacker. DeForest Bunkner, they got um, Ngakwe. Three, I got the Chargers, Bosa, and uh, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack has – I said this, Khalil Mack has not been himself the last couple of years, but, like, I think – I think he can turn it around. I'm hoping he doesn't, obviously. But, you know, they got Derwin James, J.C. Jackson. The Chargers are loaded. Two, I do have Denver, a little homer there. Um, I think kind of what I said about um, the Browns, while they're, while they're a little lower, is because the same reason why Denver's higher. Denver has had a bad offense, but we've oh. still had – I think we were eighth in total defense last year, third in scoring, and our offense was like 26th. So, you know, when, when you can't stay on the field and the defense is always out there, it's it's impressive to have those numbers. We still got those takeaways. I think Bradley Chubb is going to turn up. But number one, I got the Bills. You know, they, they were already a top defense. I think they were number one, or maybe the Patriots were. But And then adding two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP Von Miller, you know, as like a closer for them. Uh-huh. The, Bills, the Bills are my top defense in the AFC. There you go. I like that. I, I think the AFC is always going to be a little stronger on the NFC side. Uh, those teams are definitely uh, squads that have playmakers uh, and, and, and play, players that can make pivotal, pivotal plays in the game to win pivotal games. So um, I, I do like those choices. For me, I, I'm kind of, you know, my, my list is a little switched up. You know, offensively, uh, I think what I had was, was a little fair. But when you're looking at the defensive side, I started off, at number 10 with Philly for offense. Uh, I think they'll have a better year offensively than they will defensively. What do you mean defense? Right. I had them on offense at 10. Oh, yeah, defense, yeah, yeah. Sorry. defense, I got the Saints. Um, Ooh, I think, I think the Saints the Saints will fall off on offense, and that's why they're not in my list there. But for the defensive side, I mean, they're always going to have a strong defense, and they just added some more talent to it, you know? So top 10, you got to keep that – you have to keep that team in the discussion. So I have them sitting at 10. I think Washington is going to be at nine. I think they're going to be a relatively healthy defense, and that's what's going to keep them in most of the games. If they have any shot at, at, at truly winning, it's going to come from the offensive side. So I've got them at nine for both offense and defense. At eight, I've got Green Bay. I think they took a few steps back on the defensive side. Uh, Minnesota stole Z- – uh, crap, what's his name? Zedarius uh, – Smith? Smith, yeah, Zedarius Smith. Um, I think Green Bay is just uh, focused more on offensive, uh, on the offensive side of the ball and just trying to score, keep themselves in the game. Because uh, at the end of the day, you still have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and if your defense is playing poorly like they typically have been, uh, he's going to get you out of it, and he has. He's done it time and time again. So defensively, I got them sitting at eight. They're not a powerhouse, 
But, you know, when you're looking one through 16, they're not at the bottom of the barrel either. So right in the middle, I think, is where Green Bay is going to be. Maybe 15th in the league when it comes to defense overall. Um, I've got Dallas sitting at seven when it comes to defense. Uh, Micah Parsons is going to be the key contributor for them. He's either ball hawk all around the field. I think it's just going to help elevate the entirety of the team's play. Um, I think that's pretty fair to stick them at seven. Arizona, I'm going to bring them up to six. Uh, right in line of where I had them offensively. I think it's going to be a pretty even team. Uh, that NFC West still going to be tough, you know, uh, and that's kind of where my my top my top five lie. I got the Giants coming in hot on the NFC East side. <laughs> uh, they're sitting at five when it comes to defense, uh, hoisting off of uh, Thibodeau's success. Minnesota looking good as, at number four. Um, but I have them, you know, being more of an offensive rage. You know, they took a very huge step back last year on the defensive side. They've made their corrections. I think it's going to show, and that's where they're top 10, top five, even at that, school Vikings. Uh, but sitting at three, these are defenses, teams that you know have a good defense, a stout defense, and it's going to be hard playing them, especially on their home turf. Number three, I've got the Niners. Number two, I've got Tampa Bay. And number one, I've got the Rams. Yeah, I would I – would... I would agree with that. Um, you know, one thing like with Dallas, I'm really cu curious. You know, are they going to get that many turnovers? Do you think? Do you think Diggs has 11 interceptions? Again, I don't think he. I think he has eight or nine. Absolutely. Dang, really? Yeah. Because he gives up so many yards, so quarterback's still going to throw on him. Yep. That was yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, because that was a huge part of Dallas's success on defense was takeaways. And especially, you know, him getting the ball um, into the end zone after getting a pick, I think two, two or three times. Yeah. But um, no, I like I like the Rams as the number one defense. I had them too. Um, Tampa Bay was up there for me. San Francisco, you know, they lost uh, DJ Jones to Denver, uh, interior defensive lineman. But like San Francisco is always going to be solid. They got some dogs. And then if you think you know, Bosa is going to turn up like that, then, um, you know, that, that automatically helps. Right. Top three for sure. Yeah, I, man. Like, I, I like, I like those choices. You know, I think it's always easy to kind of, you know, look at your, at your teams uh, on the AFC side. Everyone's always going to levitate towards, you know, Kansas city. Everyone's going to levitate uh, on the NFC side towards the Rams, you know, that just the whole Western side of the country on both, on both conferences is, is always pretty tough. Um, kind of running the league right now. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is. The North. I will know. I do not North have. I do not have the uh, the Chiefs top ten in AFC defense. I don't see them anywhere on that list. Yeah, I think their secondary is going to struggle. Um, and I'm here for it, and, literally and, and figuratively. I'm in Kansas City, and I will be <laughs> running my mouth the whole year. Which, you know, be, before we go, I got to, if there's any Chiefs fans, any, any listening, I was at a Royals game. I wore my Russell Wilson jersey. These guys were being dickheads. And uh, I, I just, I just want to let everybody know, like, keep that same energy come the fall because, mm. like, I'm going to be turning it on, especially mm. when Russell Wilson doing it to you at Arrowhead, January mm. 1st, 2023. I'm going to be there in the nosebleeds because I don't have that kind of money, but. <laughs> I'm going to bring it too.
Yep, yep. Russell Wilson trying to write this shit for Denver. I think it's going to be a good year. You might be very right. I don't think Kansas City is going to be as good as everybody thinks this year. Nah, man. I'm hoping anyways. Right, right. Let's see what Andy Reid pulls out of his back pocket. Maybe it's a hamburger. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, McDonald's rapper? (laughs) Coupons? I don't know. Anything. Well, that's what we got for today, man. Uh, it was good to get back. Um, it's been a while. It's been two, two, three weeks almost. Yeah, uh, that was my bad. It's okay. You know, moving's part of life. Uh, you're starting a new chapter. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best for you. Thanks, man. Um, we hope to keep this rolling. We got we got some stuff coming up next week. It's gonna be nice. The new Madden game is out. Is out? Or is I it pre-ordered? It. Uh, my sister says she got it for me. She might have bought it. Or pre-ordered oh, snap. it. Snap. Try to pre-order it. Hold on. Let me look at the launch. Yeah, that's that's gonna be nice. I'm just waiting for the season to start, you know. Um even even uh training camp, because then there's like injuries, which are unfortunate. But it gives us something to talk about, you know. Last second roster additions are always around this time. So yeah, it's is it is the downtime. I I can't wait to do this in season. Oh, what the heck? Was it a pre-order, you think? Yeah, it definitely was. Launch date is uh, August 19th. August 19th, we're going to be in there. I feel like it's a little late, though, personally. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not like a, a buy Madden every year guy. I think the last Madden I have is 20, because to me it's like the same same game, but I'm definitely getting it this year. It's like, for me, like it's not how it used to be like back in the day on like Madden 08 or something like that. On the PlayStation oh, yeah, with Vince Young. You could, yeah, you could always like, you could, you know, do your franchise and, and trading players and get them on your team for whatever and creating your own like squad. It was always a little bit easier. Now, you know, it's it's more realistic <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard. You got to really look at your cap space and see what you can afford. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to the Vikings. Like a GM part time. Right, right. So yeah. it's a little more difficult. That's kind of why, I'm, you know, always sold into buying a new one the following year. I think I've got. 19, 20, 21, and 22 consecutively. So you're better than, better man than me. I have 15 and 20 on my on my PS4, that is. I had older ones, mm. but since I had a PS4, I only had two. I'll try to revive my PlayStation 2. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Maybe. You'll, you'll have to tell us about it next week, man. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but that's all right, uh man. that's all we got for this week, guys. Uh it was exciting. Uh, it's a little bit long today, but, you know, we're just getting back to it. So we'll see you next week. More NFL content to come. We'll figure out some sure. extra news to, to talk about. Uh, actually, real quick, um, before we head out, uh, let's just uh, have like a little moment of silence, a quick 10-second pause. for uh, We had a crazy week last week when it came to athletes. Um, uh, yeah. And, and their early passings. So we, we we had some losses in the NBA. We had some losses in the NFL. So all young, all youthful. Um, so let's just uh, take a quick 10 seconds to, to pause for that. Yep. Seems like a dang so, man. Half yeah. our episodes. I, I, I don't know. I totally forgot about that. That is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Been, uh, been really a, a too frequent of a topic to kind of talk about you know um it's almost hard to kind of keep up i've never known an off season to have this many you know? uh no no you know and uh you know thank you for 
you know bring it up because it totally slipped my mind. Yeah, you know it's uh it'll play homage sometimes, you know. So, yes, sir. uh, you know, obviously our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the families out there. Um, I didn't do any research. I don't know where any of these uh services are being held. I'm sure most of them have already been held. It's been a week plus for some of these players. So, uh, thoughts go out to them. But yeah, just just stay safe out there, man. You never know. Any moment could be yours, but you can you can try to make sure that it isn't at any point in time. So, yep. Well, but yeah. I'll see you. Uh, see you next week, man. I'll see you next week, man. Take care. Yes, you too.